can go to the Bible. Uh, Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians 5. We've been going through the fruit of the Spirit, and uh, I've, I have thoroughly enjoyed, I know I've said that every week, but I really have enjoyed uh, studying this, and, and I hope that it's been a blessing and a help to you as much as it has been to me. Uh, I've been encouraged by going through this, Galatians chapter 5, and just one verse, uh, we've read this many times, but uh, I hope you'll memorize it, and, uh, and I hope that these things will... Uh, be evident in your life because the Holy Spirit dwells within us and he helps us to have these, these fruits in our life. So uh, Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 22, the Bible says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. And uh, we've already looked at love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And this morning, we're going to look at gentleness and, uh, and really consider uh, gentleness in, as a, a fruit of the Spirit and in the Christian attributes that ought to come out in our life. And uh, before we get into the lesson, let's go ahead and uh, have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you just for your goodness to us. God, thank you for... God, in all reality, the freedom that we have in America. God, my heart certainly goes out to countries like North Korea and places where the Bible is not allowed. Christianity is not allowed. And God, may we realize truly how blessed we are. But God, not just realize how blessed we are, but may we be challenged that in all of our freedom and in all of our religious liberty, may we be challenged, God, to get the gospel to the lost and dying world. May we not become apathetic that we're saved and that's good for us, but may we be concerned for the lost and dying world. May we be as concerned for um, our Jerusalem as this dear brother is for his home country. God, I pray that you would challenge our hearts. And God, may we be challenged and may we be burdened just as much for uh, these, these countries that are closed and, and do not allow the gospel. May we be burdened about them. But God, may we be burdened just as much about our home country as well. And God, the fact of the matter is there's lost and dying people everywhere. And may we have a burden for that. May we be concerned with that. And God, may we strive to reach people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you would use me this morning. I pray, Father, as we look at this lesson of gentleness, a fruit of the Spirit. God, may we practice gentleness in our life. And God, may we have an effective testimony because of your Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And, uh, and God, will be careful to give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. As we look at this uh, passage and we, we look at this idea of gentleness, when I, when I say the word gentle, uh, I want you in your mind, what, I want you to think, what comes to mind when I say gentle? Um, let me think, let me, let me spout out a word, uh, a mechanic. Doesn't that come to mind when you think gentle? No. 
Uh, a mechanic is a rough tumble, you know, you're using a hammer, pounding a lot of times. That's not a construction worker. No, that's not what comes to mind when I think of gentle. Uh, when I think of gentle, I, I usually think of a mother. I usually think of uh, a, maybe a nurse or somebody that is sympathetic and somebody that is encouraging and helpful or, or, or something of that nature. And listen, as Christians, we ought to display gentleness. Paul said this in, as he was reaching the Christians in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 2.7. He said, but we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. And he displayed gentleness among the Christians. And he gave the illustration of, of a nurse that would cherish her children. And so the idea of gentle uh, is a biblical concept. And, uh, and the word gentle actually means mild, soft, not rough, peaceable, soothing, treating with mildness and kindness. Benjamin Franklin, he said this, I always admire uh, people like this. Benjamin Franklin said this, I will speak ill of no man, not even in the matter of truth, but rather excuse the faults I hear and upon proper occasion speak all the good I know of everybody. Wait, could you imagine if the world was filled with people like that? How, how, how our world would be different, how our life, uh, how society would be different. And so often that is not the case. But, uh, but I appreciate the, the spirit of Benjamin Franklin in saying that. Uh, this is an illustration, but an amazing situation occurred in 2003 uh, in a baseball game, the National League Championship between the Florida Marlins and the Chicago Cubs. And a fan by the name of Steve Bartman accidentally interfered with outfielder Moses Alou in his attempt to catch a fly ball. The Cubs lost the game and subsequently lost the entire series by this man. I do not believe that Mr. Bartman thought when he reached out to catch the ball from the bleachers I'm going to ruin the Cubs season. His intention was probably to collect a souvenir, but in the process, uh, but in the process, many problems occurred. His inadvertent action brought with it several death threats. The Chicago Police Department had to provide around-the-clock protection because his life was in danger. People actually wanted to do him bodily harm because of an accident with a little round ball. When you boil it all down, that's what it is. They actually wanted to kill him. Sadly, this is a picture of our society and reality, the anger and the uh, violence and the uh, vindictive nature that tends to come out in people. And, and that is anything but gentleness. May God deliver Christians from the vindictive, uh, angry ideas that much of society purports today. And may we live as gentleness in, in the world. Not because of our own ability, but because of the spirit that dwells within us and causes us to have that gentleness. The first thing I think of when I think about gentleness is I think of the example of gentleness that is portrayed in the Bible. So the first thing that you can jot down there is the example of gentleness. And, uh, and listen, there is no greater uh, example of gentleness in the Bible than God himself. 
The Bible says this in Psalm 117, 1, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise him, all ye people, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. It says in the middle of that, for, the, for his merciful kindness is great towards us. You think about how great and how merciful God is. It really is amazing. That God would uh, love a world of lost people so much that he would send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, uh, to this earth and, and die on the cross. That is an example of kindness. That is an example of gentleness. And, uh, and listen, Jesus is God in the flesh. So as we look at the example of Jesus Christ here on this earth, he displayed gentleness in his ministry and in his works with people here on this earth. And what a phenomenal example that he laid for us. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter number 2. 1 Peter chapter number 2 in verse number 21. And the Bible lays out for us the wonderful example of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And we can see in this passage the character of Jesus Christ. So as we think about the example of gentleness, we certainly think about Jesus Christ and the example that he portrayed here on this earth. And, uh, and this passage lays that out for us. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 21. The Bible says this. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in or follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. What an amazing example that Jesus Christ portrayed here on this earth and especially in his suffering on the cross of Calvary. Uh, to be honest with you, it is unnatural for us uh, if somebody were to come up to you and, and punch you in the face. You know what would happen? Well, number one, you'd say, ow. Number two, I mean, your fist would probably double automatically. They may even go up, and before you realize what's happening, you may even strike back at that person. That's a natural reaction. Listen, that's not what Jesus Christ did. You talk about gentleness. I want you to understand this too, because I, I, sometimes we can tend to get this confused. Gentleness is not weakness. Understand that. Gentleness is the ability to control, uh, to, to withhold uh, some of that strength. And, uh, and it really doubles down with meekness. It goes along with that a lot. But, uh, but that idea, you look at what Jesus suffered and he did not revile again. When they were accusing him and when they were making fun of him and when they, were, uh, they, were, uh, they, they, they would uh, blindfold him and, and, and strike him and say, if you're, the, if you're God, tell us who hit you. And he certainly could have, but he didn't fight back. He was gentle. 
And what an example he provides in life uh, to us. And listen, the Bible says even in Isaiah 53, it was uh, it was prophesied before time uh, that the Bible says he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He remained in control in all the circumstances. Listen, how many times uh, I know in my life there's been times somebody will say something and uh, my kids call it a trigger and, and they say, oh, he was triggered. And uh, and, you know, the people that live with you and, and the people that are in your house, uh, they know where your buttons are and they know how to push just the right button combination to make it come out. I mean, they just do. Uh, And and that happens. Uh, But at the same time, listen, gentleness is is saying, hey, I'm going to refrain. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bite my tongue. No, sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes that's difficult to do. And sometimes, uh, sometimes we just uh, let it fly and it's certainly not right, but yet it happens. And, and listen, I'm saying this, that the character of Jesus Christ, what a phenomenal example that he provided for us in that while he was being beaten, while he was falsely accused, while he was crucified, he did not open his mouth. He did not uh, vindictively just uh, curse those people and, and he could have. He righteously could have. He had the option, but he did not do that because he loved them and he cared about them. And we see the gentleness of Jesus Christ in his character, not only in his character, but I want you to notice as well as we look at this example of gentleness, it showed out and it was displayed in his compassion. You think about this. The Bible says in Luke 23, 34, as Jesus was being crucified on the cross of Calvary and as he had suffered all that he had suffered, uh, the Bible says, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What an incredible statement. I'll be honest with you, we would find it very difficult in those shoes. I would find it very difficult in that situation to show the same gentleness that Jesus Christ showed on the cross of Calvary. And yet his compassion for people, uh, he absolutely loved people. Turn with me to Titus chapter number three. Titus chapter number three before Hebrews, all the T's are together. So if you find Titus, Timothy, and Thessalonians, all those T's are right there together. And Titus is the smaller of them. But uh, Titus chapter three and verse number seven or verse number four, Titus chapter three and verse number four, we, we find that the great kindness and compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ as it was showed to the world, not just on the cross of Calvary, but listen, to the entire world, Jesus Christ showed his compassion to people and God loves people. Look with me in Titus chapter three and verse number four, the Bible says, but after that, the kindness and love of God, our savior, Toward man appeared. We're talking about the kindness and the example of gentleness in verse number five. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Listen, when we were lost and when we were undone and in our sin, God loved us so much that he said, listen, I'm going to go to the cross of Calvary and I'm going to shed my blood on the cross of Calvary. Though Jesus had done nothing wrong, nothing deserving of the punishment of the cross of Calvary, though Jesus did not deserve to die, he willingly went to the cross. He took the punishment. He allowed them to beat him. He allowed them to crucify him. He shed his blood on purpose uh, for your sins and for my sins. What a tremendous compassion that he showed to the world. We're talking about an example of, of, of gentleness and what a phenomenal example that he provided for us. And he, and he provides for us salvation, not because, as the Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. You realize this morning that we cannot save ourselves. It's not possible. Uh, the Bible says that, that our righteousness is as filthy rags. The very best that we can present to God is nothing but filthy rags before Him. It is wickedness, but yet that's why He saved us. That's why He came, because He knew we were in a predicament that we could not save ourselves. So He came to the earth. He shed His blood on the cross of Calvary. And he died and he loves you and he cares about you. And this morning, listen, he wants you to be saved. He wants you to be born again. That's why he came. Because he loves you. and He cares about you. And we can see an example of gentleness in Jesus Christ. I want you to see the expression, not only the example of gentleness through Jesus Christ, but I want you to see the expression of gentleness. Jesus provided the standard of gentleness. Boy, if we could only measure up, if we could only, we ought to be striving towards the gentleness of Jesus Christ. I don't know that we'll arrive here on this earth uh, to the same amount of gentleness, but boy, we ought to be working towards that and saying, that's my goal. That is the standard that was set. And that's where I, I would like to be, though where I'm not there. Uh, he, he provided the standard and the, the example for us. But uh, now that we look at the, the example that was said and, and the goal line, if I could say it that way, uh, now let's look at ways that we as Christians can express that same gentleness that Jesus did. Turn with me to Philippians chapter number 2. Philippians chapter number 2. And I want you to see this passage. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number 4. Philippians chapter 2, and it again, it talks about, it's talking about Jesus Christ, and it lays out the example that Jesus Christ has given to us. But he brings out some uh, very important uh, things in this passage. Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number 4, he says this, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let me stop right there just for a moment and say this. That doesn't happen naturally for most people. Um, matter of fact, I've, I've used this illustration. I'll, I'll, I'll use it uh, forever because it's something that we all understand. It's something that plays out every single day. If you have uh, three kids in a, a, that, are, that are five and under and they're little and you give one a sucker, you know what's going to happen? He's not going to naturally say, oh, man, I really like this sucker. I tell you what, you're my friend. I'm going to give it to you. I mean, that's just not 
It may happen 1% of the time, but 99% of the time, you know what's going to happen? My sucker. That selfishness is going to come out. You know what's going to happen? Those other kids are going to cry. Maybe if one is bigger and stronger, he might even go push that other kid down and grab that sucker right out of his hand because we're selfish by nature. And the Bible tells us that, listen, uh, that, that uh, we ought to look on the interests of other people, that we ought to consider uh, other people's needs. By the way, that's what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. He was considering your needs, not his needs for salvation. That's one of the things I believe that kept him there uh, because he loved you and he cared about you. And, and so as we look at this, go back with me to Second uh, Philippians, rather, 2 in verse number 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then he says this in verse number 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I was supposed to stop three verses ago, but I got carried away. What an example that Jesus portrayed for us. And in verse 5, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that we would look at the needs of others and that we would consider other people's needs before our own. And listen, it's not natural and it doesn't come easy, but it is something that is important. And the expression of gentleness often takes place through sensitivity and saying, hey, I want to be sensitive to other people's needs. I want to be sensitive to other people uh, and what they, they need in their life. Uh, listen, husbands, be sensitive to the needs of your wife. Uh, be sensitive to the needs of your children. Uh, wives, generally, you don't have to say this, but sometimes you do. Be sensitive to the needs of your husband. And sometimes be sensitive to the needs of your children. And Christians, we ought to be sensitive to the needs of one another. Uh, listen, not everyone is just like you. And frankly, I'm glad. There's a saying that says, uh, just remember, everyone is unique, just like you. It's kind of ironic because we're all unique in all reality. My dad used to say, uh, he, he'd say, listen, not everyone can be normal like we are. That's what he would say. And, uh, and so, and we knew that we probably weren't normal. So uh, we, we got that. But, uh, but the idea is, hey, be sensitive to other people. And so many times, you know, you know how many problems, you know how many situations could be resolved by just preferring somebody else above yourself and saying, you know what, I'm sensitive to the other person. And you know what, it's really not that big of a deal. We'll let that slide. And, and so many times that will solve so many problems. Look, we're in Philippians. Go with me to verse number 19 towards the end of the chapter. Paul said this in Philippians. He was going to send somebody. And he said there in verse number 19, he said, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good, of good comfort when I know your state. And he said in verse 20, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. And he's saying, listen, Paul was, uh, Timothy was sensitive to the needs of other people through sensitivity, through sympathy, 
The Bible says, as we're talking about the expressions of gentleness, the Bible says in Romans 12, 15, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. And listen, when something good happens to another Christian, hey, man, you ought to praise the Lord with them and say, man, I'm glad for you. I'm glad that things went well. Be sympathetic. When something goes bad for somebody else, uh, listen, you can feel bad for them and say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry you're going through this difficult time. I'm sorry that you're having this difficulty or this problem. And, and man, I hope things go better for you and, and sympathize with people. Be sensitive to people. Sympathize. Uh, straightforwardness. Now, that might seem uh, awkward and that might seem odd. And you might say, well, how's how's being straightforward with people uh, gentle? Uh, But the Bible says, and we covered this several, um, uh, maybe a week or so ago, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks ago. uh, In in Wednesday nights, we're going through the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs 27 and verse 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Gentleness, as I already said, is not weakness. And there's some times that you need to gently and lovingly correct somebody. You know why I correct my children? Not because I enjoy it, not because I want to, but I desire what's best for them. And I have to tell them, listen, that's not right. You're not thinking straight. And that's not the best thing to do. And you need to be careful about that. And I, I, I'll, I'll tell them in, 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 an, in a... Uh, trying to help them in their life. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. In other words, they'll love you. I still love my children. Um, It's not that I don't love my children, but when they mess up, I'm going to tell them, hey, look, you need to do this right, and you need to get this straightened out. And uh, and so straightforwardness, and then... uh, And then spontaneity, you can jot this verse down. Galatians 6.10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Sometimes opportunity just presents itself. And you can say, you know what, I can can help this brother. I can do something for this person. And, uh, And spontaneity and just being... I would call that even not so much spontaneity as sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit touches your heart and says, hey, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. Hey, take the opportunity to do that. Um, I can't tell you how many times that the Holy Spirit, and he doesn't speak audibly. He's not saying, hey, you do this or you do that. But there's just that that nudge that the Holy Spirit says, hey, why don't you uh, give this person a gospel track? The other day I was at a store and uh, and as I was there. Uh, the, the Lord just, he pressed my heart. He's like, hey, you need to speak to those people. And as I was there, I, I, uh, I, I was doing the stuff that I was doing. And, and then all of a sudden, one of the guys come out of the back. And uh, he asked the lady that was there. He said, hey, you've read the Bible. And she goes, yeah, I've read it from cover to cover. And I thought, here's my opportunity. I got in road. Lord opened up the door and I got a great opportunity. And I did. I, I got an opportunity to at least talk to them a little bit. And, uh, and, and he had asked a question and, and she kind of gave an answer. And then I threw my two cents in as well and, uh, and invited them to church and, and, uh, and, you know, spoke with them just briefly. And, uh, and, and, hey, I'm just saying we need to be sensitive to Holy Spirit because sometimes opportunity presents itself and we need to take advantage of that opportunity. These are ways that we can express gentleness through sensitivity, through sympathy, through straightforwardness and through spontaneity uh, and taking those opportunities. And I'll be honest with you, more often than not, opportunities pass me by and I scratch my head and I say, I just missed that. 
And, and I, I pass up opportunities. I'm just, I guess I'm not that sharp or that quick. I don't know. But uh, uh, sometimes they pass me by. And uh, so we can see the example of gentleness in, in Jesus Christ. We can see the, uh, the expression of gentleness and how we ought to uh, express gentleness to those around us. And lastly, uh, I don't have time to get, get in through, the, through this point, but we can see the empowerment of gentleness. As we look at the example and we looked at the expression, you may be thinking, Pastor, this is just not possible. You don't know who I am. And I, I don't, I, I don't know all of you, but I know myself. And I look at myself and I say, man, that's, that's tough. Those are tough things to do. Sometimes they're not easy. I, I don't, uh, we joke in my house because we don't tend to always be the most sympathetic of people. Um, and, and, and sometimes that's something that we need to work on. But we, I can say this, uh, it is a fruit of the Spirit. And if you're lacking in gentleness or you're lacking in long suffering or you're lacking in joy or you're lacking in love, as we've covered all of these, listen, make it a matter of prayer and say, God, help me to be gentle with people. Help me to see the needs of other people. Help me to be sensitive. Help me to be sympathetic. Help me to be uh, straightforward. Help me to be these things that I can express gentleness in my life as you have expressed it to me. May I pass that on to other people? It is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not, uh, it's not attending church once a week uh, that will make you uh, these things. It's not uh, being organized that will make you present those things. It is walking in the Spirit in your life. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And saying, God, help me as a Christian. To walk, to live, to talk, to do the things that you want me to do every day. Not just on Sunday when we come to church, on Monday when we go to work, on Tuesday when we go back to work, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all throughout the week. Could you imagine if every Christian would, would live a life of gentleness and, and how people would say, that's different. That's not normal. There's something different about that person. And then when you do have an opportunity and the Lord does touch your heart to witness to somebody and you do witness to that person, they're going to be like, this, there's something to what they're saying because their life backs up what they're saying with their We ought to have a testimony. We ought to be empowered by the Spirit. And then we're encouraged by the testimony of Jesus. We don't have time to get to it. But Jesus' example ought to challenge us and ought to cause us to say, hey, I want to live like Jesus did. The Bible says that he left an example that we should follow. What a phenomenal example that he left. We're not going to arrive to that in our own strength. We're not going to arrive to that in our own ability. It has to be of God. We can't manufacture that. It has to come from the Lord Jesus Christ, and it has to come from walking in the Spirit and living in the Spirit. With every head bowed and every eye closed as we stand to our feet, we have a short hymn of invitation, of a word of prayer, and then a short hymn of invitation. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your word. God, thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. 
And God, we recognize our lacking in these areas. God, we recognize our inability to produce these in our own life. And God, may we recognize and may we plead for your help to have these in our life. And to display them, not so that people can look at me and say, well, that Shane Rice, he's a really good guy. No, that they could look at you, God, and say, what a wonderful God that has made a change in that man's life. God, I pray that you'd help people to not look at us, but to look at you shining through our life. And being displayed by love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. And the fruit of the Spirit as we walk in the Spirit. God, I pray that you'd touch hearts as only you can. Father, if there's one here that does not know you, I pray that, Father, they would put their faith and trust in you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. With our heads bowed and eyes closed as the piano plays, if God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open.